We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. We're here to entertain you. We'll sing your songs. Hey there. Are you obsessed with things that happened before your time? Well, if you are, join me, the host of Before My Time, Gelsey Laurie, to discuss the wonders of the yesteryears that we weren't around to enjoy ourselves. You can find us on all podcast platforms. Soon you'll be swaying, so come on, sing along. I'm really excited for this because about three years ago, I was making a video about great things from MTV that have nothing to do with music. And in doing my research for that, I said, I always hear about remote control. I've never watched it. Many, 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 many episodes have been uploaded to YouTube. And I started rocking through it. And I genuinely think this is one of the strangest most interesting artifacts of the late 80s early 90s like game show attitude i feel like this is a precursor in every way to what would be like the 90s nickelodeon game shows in its vibe and style and al has appeared on it twice at at a minimum twice once as a celebrity category and then once as a contestant yes so we didn't watch the whole episode we just watched the category sequence when he showed up and then i will say I did watch the whole episode. He does reappear briefly. I will. I will uh, give oh, you that me in. Okay, information. Cool. Yes, I did. I did wind up watching <clears throat> the entire because I was enjoying it so much. I actually jumped to the Albit and I was like, you know what? I'm gonna. I'm gonna see this through. I was gonna ask you. So this was. I think I've talked to you about this before. You have never seen Remote Control until this moment. I had never seen Remote Control up How until this. Delightful is this low budget weird. It's game amazing, show. and you know it <laughs> reminded me so much of uh, you know we did a couple other Al game show appearances where he was on Family Double Dare and on uh, Hollywood Squares. I think that I have just established nostalgia for '80s game shows into '90s game shows because they are so. It is shocking how little editing they did. Uh, we'll <laughs> like, get into the number that. of sequences that are just like. How did they not? They even the host of the show at one point actually says, "We're gonna have to edit this," <laughs> but yeah. they didn't. It's just all there. Um, we'll yeah, get into I, that when we do the episode where it's him, LL Cool J, and Julie Brown because oh there are God. so many awkward silences that would clearly get edited out in any other circumstance. But um, it is, it is. I want this show to come back so badly. I feel like in our binge watching culture of society like a show like this that celebrates being a couch potato is like the exact type of show that we need right now i totally i totally agree i so at at the uh on this at the very top this is actually before in in the regular episode of remote control before al actually appears there is because something like this happens in the uh in the celebrity one too 
but one of the contestants actually says their that buzzer her, doesn't work. Her buzzer is broken. She's like, my buzzer doesn't work. The host, whose name I don't have in front Ken. of me, I should know it. We'll just it's Ken. Ken. Yeah. Ken. Ken walks across the set, grabs her buzzer, blows on it. Yeah. Like like a Nintendo cartridge. And then tests it again. He was like, yeah, no, it works fine. Yeah. And, and <laughs> like, that's in the episode. They aired that. Like, yeah. it is the weirdest. Like, she is like, oh, my buzzer's not working. At that, like, the number of times people insist that their buzzer is not working <laughs> across just two episodes. Oh, of I've show, watched multiple episodes. I was stunned. It's hysterical. So, oh my God. now you've watched two episodes, you get the rough idea. You're changing yes. the channels. Each channel is a new category. You memorize yeah, exactly. what categories are on what channels. So, you can always go back to a channel that you feel particularly confident in. Each, they, each channel has three questions, I believe. So you, you run questions. it down, and once that's over, yeah, yeah. But you're, yeah, you're picking from channels. It's one through nine, I believe, right? Yes. Um, yeah, and then uh, and you're asking answering questions based on. It's mostly television. Uh, yeah. There's a handful of music. There's like a sing along. Oh boy, another crazy one. There's a sing along with Colin Quinn. Where <laughs> Colin Quinn, <laughs> a young Colin Quinn, is singing ACDC <laughs> lyrics. Uh, complete zero pitch or tone or rhythm. It's such a great bit. It's oh my god, so good. Um, and that's my favorite thing about when they do that is that it's not even like he's singing a difficult song for you to solve. It's just that he sings it so poorly and with like no rhythm whatsoever that you're like, is this the song I think it is? <laughs> Colin and it's Quinn backed singing- by a Casio keyboard, so yes. it's like just off enough. Yeah, he's singing You Shook Me All Night Long. And for a minute, I was like, oh, yeah, some of these lyrics would be hard. But no one even needs to know the lyrics to the verse. All they need to know is that he's singing You Shook Me All Night Long. Yeah. Because like, that's they're like, you have to finish the phrase, which is just the chorus of the song. I was like, oh, well, that's easier than I thought it was going to be. I thought like if they have to sing like the fourth line of the verse following oh, what you just screwed. did, that would have been a nightmare. That's yeah. that's way harder. I mean, you saw the caliber of these guests. So or these hosts or these contestants. The caliber I, of these contestants is not top notch. Not uh, top notch. Although I have to say in this episode where Al is the guest, the guy Adam who I love, uh, uh, Colin Gwynn at one point makes a joke and says that Adam looks like the bad guy in a John Hughes movie. Yes. <laughs> he really does. Could not look like more like a jock, like blonde-haired, like football jock. Um, but he did pretty well. He 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 did know a fair amount. He absolutely whiffs it in the final round, which I know you didn't watch. I yeah. did. He completely blows it. Did they, for their final round on that episode, is it the same as what Al's final round is? Yes. Or is it the, yes. Okay. It's so, like 10 music videos playing at once, and he needs to name the artist. So on they each did of the it two different ways. The one was that you were like strapped into a bed and you just had to call out the videos. Mm-hmm. The one that I liked even more, that was more ridiculous was that they strapped you onto a wheel that was spinning with TVs surrounding it, and as you're spinning, you have to call out what the video is. Oh, are. wow. Wow, um, wow. Yeah. I yeah mean, that so they, sounds much harder. This version, Adam still really had a very hard time with. But they get the category of Al TV. Weird mm-hmm. Al comes out, and he's asking these very long, intricate questions. The first question, he starts to say, I might not be as sexy as her, and like the dude buzzes and he's like Madonna and I was like, let me finish the question. <laughs> like, That's wrong. Let me finish the question. And then the answer ends up being that Playboy was the was the correct uh, answer. Playboy magazine was the answer. Although even that guy, like he, Al, still gets the question cut off. Yeah. And then the other guy chimes in and says, 
Playboy magazine and Al was like, yeah, that's actually correct. Like, I don't even know what the question he was building to was. It was something related to Madonna. Yeah, it was related to Madonna. Playboy magazine, but that guy connected dots that I did not have. uh, No, not at all. Second question I knew the answer to. And it was about Michael Jackson's monkey's name and how you and I, who were not alive no, at that time, know it's Bubbles. I cannot believe that none of the three of them knew that Michael Jackson's monkey was Bubbles. The answers that like, they got were Bubby, Monk Bubby. Monk, and Weird Al Yankovic. And Weird Al Yankovic. Because uh, like, there's no penalty in, in remote control to guess incorrectly. Yeah, so you might as well go for so it. So everyone, at that point, everyone just kind of chimes in and tries. But yeah, um, I could not believe it. It was so weird. These people knew really impressively obscure facts. Like, again, early in the show, they asked a question. Uh, side note, there was a question. There was a whole category early in the episode about the Brady Bunch, which, of mm-hmm. course, I, I, you know how much we love talking about the Brady Bunch. They asked a question about the layout of the house. And, and someone it. got it. Yeah. Someone was like, oh, if you're in this room, the door to the far side is whose bedroom? And I was like, oh, my God, like that yeah. is that's deep. And that was correct. But someone didn't know that Bubbles, Bubbles. is Michael Jackson's. Come on, but man, did they break, all know guys. what the bad movie was that a living in America showed up in? <laughs> I think Al little... called it a bad movie. Yeah, I took a little bit of umbrage <laughs> with that. I'm like, I think Rocky Four is probably one of the most watchable Rocky movies. Yeah, he, he shows his video for Living with a Hernia and said the original version of this song was featured in what bad movie? <laughs> uh, and it's it's Rocky Four, which, of yeah. course, again, our, our boy Adam, uh, John Hughes villain, he uh, got it right away and he was very excited that guy was very excited to be there yeah every time he answered a question he was like "Woo!" and then uh al exits dramatically uh and then you said al comes back al comes back so then as the show goes on when someone gets eliminated they're in like these sort of like uh recliner like you know uh lazy boys and if someone loses they get eliminated the lazy boy kind of pulls back on a track and they mm-hmm. kind of leave the set. And in this context, as the chair pulls back, it takes them behind the scenes and the camera cuts back there. And as soon as the ca- the chair goes back, it's just Al there playing accordion oh, <laughs> over, nice. the, over their heads. It's like him just like play. And it's, it's the joke is supposed to be that they are being tortured by Al's accordion playing. I feel like they had to have stopped doing it because I'm sure someone got hurt. But uh, at least in the early, early episodes one of the recliners folds back into the wall like a Murphy bed. <laughs> like they're like oh, strapped wow. into the recliner and it like flips them up into the yeah. wall. It didn't really flip up. It just kind of pulls them backwards. Yeah, there is the set. pull one too. They yeah. would have like different ones previously. And then uh, as uh, for the final end, I already said Adam is the guy who gets to the final round. He has to name 10 music videos. He, I think, gets maybe four, not even close. But the other thing that happens is Remote Control was a very early show. Um, that featured multiple cameo appearances by a young Adam Sandler. And we get some Adam Sandler in uh, the full episode as we well. We do, yeah. but but in this one, Adam comes out and does another little bit. He's playing a character. His character is is referred to as the delinquent. He's well, basically Pigpen. Pigpen the trivia delinquent. Pigpen the trivia delinquent. He's basically, to me, I was like, he looks like his character in Airheads. This is a pre-Saturday Night Live. This is pre-anything for Adam. Because I was going to say, it was hilarious to me that Adam appears and walks out on set and gets absolutely zero audience response. (laughs) Like, he is just nobody anyone has ever seen before. And I don't know if, I feel like I've never seen that happen for someone like Adam Sandler. He just walks out to no reaction whatsoever. It was the weirdest thing. 
Um, and then I would say the only reason why it's worth watching this entire episode is at the very, very end in the like while the credits are rolling, the two contestants who have lost are back behind the scenes again. And it is Al, Adam Sandler and those two failed contestants. And Al on the accordion is playing Inagata Devita. <laughs> and Adam Sandler is next to him rocking out with Al playing Inagata Devita on the accordion. Guys. Amazing. I-, I didn't know. I didn't know that was a thing I could see in my life. But it's there at the end of this <laughs> remote control episode where Al is a guest. I would just treat yourself to that. What it, it's, it's only a couple seconds, but boy, did it fill me with joy. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. We're here to entertain you. We'll sing your songs. Hey there. Are you obsessed with things that happened before your time? Well, if you are, join me, the host of Before My Time, Gelsey Laurie, to discuss the wonders of the yesteryears that we weren't around to enjoy ourselves. You can find us on all podcast platforms. Soon you'll be swaying, so come on, sing along. It is mind-blowing. And heartbreaking. How many original scripts are written every year but are never made? So we seek out these scripts and bring them to life with full audio production and professional actors. Check us out at Undiscover Scripts. Movies made of paper. Wherever you get your podcasts. Free! And then we get to, unfortunately, probably the worst-kept copy of any remote control episode. Oh, it's brutal. Um, But it is LL Cool J, Weird Al, and Julie Brown. And we don't even get the start of the episode. Uh, we're no, we're just, just right in the yeah, gameplay. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> Side note, LL Cool J is there with a bodyguard. Yep. LL Cool J has a bodyguard <laughs> standing behind him for the whole episode. And I thought it was a bit. I thought it was a joke. But I don't think it was. Um, LL Cool J also uh, has clearly never watched a single second of this show. <laughs> and is the source of multiple long staring contests with the host. I where he say, doesn't realize yeah. he's supposed to a- ask a question or anything. He also answers questions without buzzing in. He just shouts the answer, and at one point they're like, yeah, we'll give it to him. Yeah. There are at least two points where he says the wrong answer, and they're just like, sure. Like, when <laughs> he goes, it was Merv or Murray or something, they're like, they're sure, like, yeah, it's well, Yeah, okay, we'll give you that. And or again, he like, calls he... it the holy poly. The answer is the hokey pokey. <laughs> well, they, they did not give him that. Oh, because Julie <laughs> does it first. He does call it the... <laughs> <laughs> He calls the hokey pokey the holy poly. Oh my God, we're getting ahead of ourselves. I just have to say. Uh, uh, <laughs> but he looks like he's having a blast. Like, as much he's... as this show, as much as this show is about Weird Al watching this episode, LL Cool J is having so much fun. <laughs> like he is, like the look, the smile on his face is so genuine. It made me so happy. 
it made me so happy. Like this dude is having a blast. Also, LL is smart. He knew the answers to a lot of questions. He did very, very well. He got he Los up, Lobos before Al did. He, which he like... got Los Lobos uh, for, for a La Bamba before Al. He buzzed in before Al, which I was like, wow, that's impressive. Um, yeah, oh my God. His uh, just, yeah. I, I, unfortunately, Julie Brown is the one who kind of gets the least screen time in this. But between Al and and LL, man, oh my God, the the they are great so fun so it's, fun it's a lot of fun um so one of the segments i've actually never seen i guess this was a very short-lived bit is that you could turn on to the wrong channel which was the ranger bob safety channel where you just lose some points and you have to watch this like bloodied destroyed man just give you a safety tip yeah like ll picks a category it was like oh sorry you got ranger bob and yeah this guy is just giving like safety lessons and then it cuts back to ll who has this look on his face of like what what am i supposed to do with this <laughs> and the guy's like you can pick again you can pick again and hell is like all right like, yeah it's, oh my god and I, then I mean, that was yeah al swoops in immediately <laughs> the first question that i i see al get well al buzzes in he gets control of the board he starts like sweeping the whole he, time, he Julie. Gets a, yeah, he gets a Star Trek question first. He gets yeah. asked about Star Trek and and gets that right. Julie, um, and this is where Julie Brown complains about her buzzer for the first time. Correct. She complains like two or three times about this episode. Yes. That it's not working. Side note: In the previous episode, the person complaining about the buzzer was also the middle one seat. middle seat, also a woman. There's two men and a woman in the middle seat. That episode also, the woman in the middle seat was like, "My buzzer does not work." Yeah, I don't, uh, know, the, I don't know, guys. I don't know how rigged this was. It's, uh, it seems pretty interesting well, Al, to me. Al definitely gets a question about Beverly Hillbillies early Al, on. Al gets a question about Beverly Hillbillies. Al also gets a question about uh, Gilligan's Island. He gets a question about Gilligan's <laughs> Island. He gets a question about Chris Christy Brinkley, who married Billy Joel. Like, That's there's a right. lot of Alisms that <laughs> that happen. Yes, but he I, also gets a um, it's a Partridge Family. He gets asked about uh, Shirley Jones from the Partridge Family. But he. And, he can't remember the theme song, though. He no, he, he, he misses the theme song to the Partridge Family, which is interesting. But he gets asked a question. It's about the category is Partridge Family. And the question is, I should have written it down verbatim, but it's something like um, uh, this Partridge Family cast member was the only one to be an award nominee for their portrayal of a prostitute. Yes. <laughs> and Al buzzes. And before he can even answer, I think he says it quickly, but then he has this like, like such a genuine hysterical laugh yeah because i feel like he's just processed the question and been like what is what a bizarre way to frame this question he's like shirley jones it was just this funny moment of like you know we, we've said before like it's such a funny thing with al where it's like we feel like we know him but also he's always in character in some form right that felt like a really genuine break I feel like he really like had a funny moment there where he just like it was such a sincere laugh on his part because of uh the fun he was having. I don't know. I enjoyed it. We said this already, but I, I feel like I have to stress again. This show is so loose and fun. Like last week we talked about Al music and it's the same similar vibe of like, there's no second takes of anything here. This no, is just what it nothing. is. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it's extremely loose, literally jokes about, Oh boy, we're going to have to edit this later. And just, no, they didn't. Yeah. They just kept everything in. Um, it, it's, it's great. It's very, very charming. Um, super fun to watch. And again, you really can tell that, um, especially LL 
boy, is yeah. he having a good time. He's having a good he time. He's really then, enjoying his day. We talked about it already, but yeah, you get a young Colin Quinn showing up there. He awkwardly sings the hokey pokey. Yeah, I, um, I also love they're like, oh, this is like the category is like you have to finish the sing along. And it's like you've seen the hook, like what's the next line of a song that they sing? And they're doing like popular songs like again. And one of them is like ACDC. And then they do the hokey pokey. Yeah. Or like, the holy pulley. Or we, the holy pulley, depending on where you're from. But yeah, LL Cool J attempting to finish singing the hokey pokey by calling it the holy pulley. Uh, I think I rewound and watched that five times because, <laughs> boy, uh, that's just so good. So good. Then we get Adam Sandler shows up again. He's pig pen, the the trivia delinquent. This is yes. where LL gets Los Lobos before Al does. Now, I think Al gets the second question, though, and I don't remember what that second question is. Um, I don't either. I, I don't have a note on that. I have the Los Lobos thing, which LL gets. And then after that, or at the very end, this one's structured slightly differently. The first episode I saw, they eliminate people one at a time. But in this one, they get to a point where they just make it a lightning round. And it's like, oh, we're going to determine the winner based on this lightning round. And the lightning round is finishing the name of a Beatles song. Which, holy Jesus cow. Christ. Al destroys. Al was, I think, maybe trailing at the start. He was of this at the round. end. He was in third place at this point. And we know Al's smart. There's a part of me that almost I don't want to say that Al threw the game, but I think that Al's the only one who knows the game. I think he's watched the game before and he knew that there would be a speed round and Probably. was just like, I'm gonna take it easy until this lightning round comes in. Because Al I don't even think LL appears to even attempt to buzz in when well, there's Beatles yeah wins. al also there's a shot early on i forgot about where again talking about the bad editing of this they ask a question uh i can't remember what the question was and then uh someone buzzes and then ll says the answer and the host ken is like yeah that's right you got it it's and he's explaining and all of a sudden the producer off stage yells over and it was like al was the one who buzzed in <laughs> Yeah. Al buzzed in, but then LL yelled the answer and everyone said, LL, you got it. And Al, they cut to Al and Al is like, that's fine. LL can have it. Yeah. It's like, that's how, that's the level of editing <laughs> and, it, and professionalism is on the show. Al literally buzzed in, but gives his points to LL. So anyway, that's just that another he was going to destroy in this. I think Julie Brown gets one answer and the rest is all out. Julie gets one, maybe two, but like it is a lightning round where they are just reading it. Like she came in through the, you know, and bathroom window. Did you get, yeah. And like all of these things in a row, Al clearly knew every single Beatles song. He might've missed the buzzer on a couple, but yeah, by it the definitely end of that, wasn't, it definitely wasn't that he didn't know the answer. It was just the quickness <laughs> of buzzing in at that point. Before the start of it, LL Cool J has more points than Al. And by the end of the lightning round, Al has double the points of LL Cool J. Yeah, it is a bloodbath. It, it is, is a Beatles insane. bloodbath. And then, um, yes, Al goes to the final segment, which is where he's strapped in a bed. And, I mean, with time to spare, he gets all 10 of these music videos. It is oh, insane. It was, yeah, he had to pass on two of them for like a second. Uh, but he flies through the videos. He wins $5,000 for a charity of his choice, which is wonderful. $5,000, again, funny, in, in uh, 1990 money or whatever year this was is now that feels very low for a uh, but that's a, game a pretty show substantial but amount. But yeah, back then yeah, no, that's, it, that was definitely very. And it went to a children's cancer uh, foundation. You gotta, believe, you gotta so. love that. You gotta love that. One other note here, I just loved like in terms of the weird, scrappy nature of this show. At a couple moments, very randomly out of nowhere, it just the camera cuts to the audience, 
where a whole bunch of people are up on their feet, jumping up and down and chanting for one of the guests. Like there's a moment where there's like this whole subset of the crowd who are chanting for Julie Brown. And just suddenly the camera cuts over there and everyone's just like, we love Julie. And they're holding signs. It's like, what prompted this? Yeah. Like they're in the middle of a line of questioning. All of a sudden, everyone is like freaking out for Julie. It happens for, I think Al is actually the only one who does not have a crowd chant along that's shown at one point. At one point, LL, oh, it's, um, there's some, LL finishes a lyric of a song and he is encouraged to sing it back like professionally and the crowd freaks out like he's going to do it and then Elle's like no I'm not going to do that I'm not going to do that but uh and, yeah and Julie it's Brown chaos. just to clarify not to be confused for downtown Julie Brown who was in fact an MTV VJ not downtown Julie Brown regular <laughs> Julie Brown just regular ass Julie Brown midtown um, Julie Brown <laughs> but I am almost bummed that Al didn't show up more on remote control because man would I love an excuse to just watch more episodes of this show I know I, right well I I feel like I am uh I, I would love to. I, I think I might have to now do what you did and uh, and do a deeper dive. I did a brief one in anticipation of this, um, uh, just to note that this show was created by um, a guy named Joe Davola, mm-hmm. um, and this was a very early show of his. But after this, he went on to uh, produce and develop a few other shows, and I'm going to name them right now. Some of those projects include All That, nice. The Amanda Show. The Nick Cannon Show, One Tree Hill, What I Like About You, and Smallville. Wow. So this dude is successful. Yeah. No, he's, he's, really, doing... he's really done well. But he he was like, um, he started his career at MTV. This was this was like a very early thing for him. As we mentioned, Colin Quinn is like the announcer slash sidekick of the show. Adam Sandler is a guest. Apparently, Dennis Leary worked on yeah, this show. Yeah, Dennis Leary does a lot of stuff on the show as well. Um, I mean, this really is a very, um, like, yeah, it's it's a wild thing to see, like, all of these very talented people in this really early, scrappy uh, uh, project. Um, it, it's, it's great. I highly recommend, I mean, again, I've only seen these two episodes, but I will definitely be watching more. I would strongly recommend people check these out, even, even... Al's presence is kind of brief and, you know, LL, in my opinion, might steal the show, <laughs> but it's still very much worth watching. They are they are great. Uh, you might like this little fun fact from the Wikipedia, actually. Mm. Um, Weird Al Yankovic. So there's a list on here that says celebrities who appeared on the show. Mm-hmm. It says Weird Al Yankovic. Weird Al Yankovic came into the basement as a category slash channel. In addition, he also tortured that episode's two losing contestants as they were eliminated. There you go. And then it says... This was the only time that the backstage portion of the set has ever been shown. Wow. Okay, there you go. So a little bit of a specialness from Al that, that we yeah, got to how about see that? what happened back there. Um, but yeah, we'll be back next week, guys. You've been waiting for it. We're in the 90s officially with a little bit of Nirvana and maybe one of your favorite guests coming smells back. Like, smells like it might be a good time. It smells like it might. <laughs> Hey there. 
Are you obsessed with things that happened before your time? Well, if you are, join me, the host of Before My Time, Gelsie Laurie, to discuss the wonders of the yesteryears that we weren't around to enjoy ourselves. You can find us on all podcast platforms. Soon you'll be swaying, so come on, sing along. You're listening to the Geekscape Network.